Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. It's the summer, which means we are going to slow things down. And instead of doing weekly episodes, we are instead going to do interviews with publishing professionals. These interviews will air every few weeks, and they'll give you insights into the journeys and thoughts of authors and editors and other people who work in the publishing industry. So kick back, relax, and enjoy our summer interview sessions. Patnasha Goodman is an acquisitions editor at Baker Books, where she acquires Christian nonfiction. And I am thrilled to welcome her on, on the show today. Thanks so much, Patnasha, for taking some of your time. It's the evening. It's like, it's eight o'clock for me, seven o'clock for you. So this is yep. like after this is work. perfect time to <laughs> honestly be doing this. I mean, um, yeah, you get, get a little bit loose from the work day and yeah kind of see what happens, but I'm really excited to be yeah. here, Amanda. Thank you so much for inviting me. Awesome. And as a refresher, not a refresher, an intro for the listeners, Pet Nation and I, um, we've known each other a little bit, a year or two, maybe yeah. mostly through email, just kind of like pitching ideas. Yep. We're working together now because she's the editor with one of my authors, Rashawn Copeland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to be fun to go on that journey together and, yes. and work together on that book. Um, but one thing that I noticed about you, Pet Nation, and it's why I wanted to invite you on the show is you, you went, um, one day I saw that you were doing like an Instagram live in which you were talking about book publishing. And so then that's when I realized, oh, I think like she, this is like clearly a topic that you want mm-hmm. to talk about that you want to kind of educate other people about because oh, it yeah. can be a very mysterious oh, industry. Yes. Yes. It's, and it's so funny because, um, yeah, like you're saying, there's just, there's so much mystery and allure around it. And then once you learn about it, you're like, oh, wow, that is not nearly as interesting as I thought it was, but, um, it's, it's really fun. And I just, I really like to give people an opportunity to just learn about, um, about it just because it is, um, one, it's, I, it's what I do. I'm passionate about it. I really mm-hmm. like it. People are typically interested. And I think that especially for people who are just getting into um, whether they're writers who are trying to get published or those who are just kind of interested in um, the industry, even from just kind of an observer standpoint, mm-hmm. I think that um, it, it's one that's very, it's really interesting to talk about and to kind of demystify it for people yeah. because um yeah, there really is, it, it's, we'll see, we'll get into it, but you, you know, it's, it's simple, but really, um, you know, interesting at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So how did you get into the industry? Cause that's always like the first big hurdle mm-hmm. is how did you even break in? Absolutely. So, um, you know, just kind of a little bit of an educational background for me. I went into college thinking that I was going to be um, the next greatest psychologist and then quickly realized that that was not going to happen for mm-hmm. me. Um, after a couple different, you know, 
um, major switches and, and minors and all sorts of things, I ended up um, with an English literature and writing um, major and um, a minor in history. And so everybody automatically assumed, well, you're going to go teach. And I, that was not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I am not meant for the teaching world. Um, it was just that I had always growing up, the one, there are a couple things I always knew I liked. I liked to learn and I liked to read. Mm. Um, and um, ha- getting an English major was kind of one of the best ways to yeah. explore that in college. And so um, leaving college, you know, I, I'd always been interested in the idea of publishing. Um, we can, I can personally thank, uh, the proposal, you know, Sandra Bullock for that, um, mm. <laughs> the completely <laughs> inaccurate version of what it means to be an editor. So don't uh-huh. let that fool you. I don't yeah. know what she is. It's not an editor, but, um, but ever since that movie came out, you know, it was something that I knew I was interested in. I always loved the developmental side of books and kind of how do they come together and so um, I spent a year uh, I did a short stint as an um, office assistant for a traveling basketball team Um, and you know it was it was a good tide over for me um, just you know while I was trying to figure out what to do next and um, one night I was just I was reading a a random book it wasn't um, you know the publisher was some New York publisher. I can't even remember exactly who it was, Mm -hmm. but, um, I was, I was just kind of like, Hey, like, why don't we, why don't we look, why don't we just see what's out there in the publishing world? Why don't we just see what kind of jobs are out there? Um, fully thinking like, well, I'm going to have to move, you know, like, obviously I'm going to end up maybe in New York, um, probably New York. Um, I was like, maybe there's a chance to be Colorado, something like that. Um, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I, I think it's such a God thing for me. It was, you know, why don't you look up Bethany House Publishers, right? Hmm. Um, and so I live in Minnesota and um, I had no idea that Bethany House was based, you know, in Minnesota. And yeah. so um, I went on their website. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like they had a job opening for um, an acquisitions assistant. And so I was like, I think I can do that. You know, <laughs> it's like reading through it. It's like, you know, do some stuff with contracts, you know, generally be able to work with databases, things like that. And I was like, I think I can do that. And then lo and behold, it was actually local. And so I was like, well, I'm going to apply. Um, so I applied, you know, the job was actually closing that day. And this was at like, I'm a night owl. So this was at like two o'clock in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like trying to like fix up my resume, you know, get it ready. And I sent it in. And then, um, you know, a a couple of weeks later, I started, I I had my first day at the end of that month. And um, I've been with the uh, Baker Publishing Group family ever since. Um, It's been, I'm going on year five now. So I'm still like, all things considered, I am still a newbie in this industry for sure. You know, um, I work with people who have been in the industry for 15 plus years. Um, most of my colleagues have been and um, yeah. And so it's such a treat, but, but yeah, I started off um, kind of this little entry level. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just learning about um, the industry as a whole while doing this job. Um, and it kind of, you know, as things usually do, it just kind of 
worked out where I was able to start acquiring on like a part-time basis after about a year and a half. And then, um, and then to now I, um, I didn't really, I left Bethany House and I say that in, in air quotes because um, Bethany House is just another division of mm-hmm. Baker Publishing Group. Um, and earlier this year, I moved over to Baker Books um, where like you mentioned at the top of the show, I am mm-hmm. um, acquiring full-time um, as a nonfiction acquisition. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So you literally just like found a job opening and applied and got in, which yeah. I think is awesome. <laughs> and that's why yeah. I, I stress that everyone's journey mm-hmm. is different. There's no like cookie cutter way Seriously. of how to get it. Absolutely. I mean, um, if there's one, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I go to, um, uh, writers conferences and in places where people are interested for sure in, in writing, but then there are also people who are asking me like, well, how did you even get into the industry? I'm like, mm-hmm. Google, God and Google. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I'm like, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's just like there, as far as like how to break into the industry, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you always have to have your eyes peeled for yeah. anything, you know, any kind of job. Um, I know that, you know, in our company, a lot of the people who are working there, um, if they've been in there for any amount of time, it's like, oh, how did you become, you know, how did you become an editor? How did you become, you know, a marketing manager? How'd you do that? And it's just like, I started um, wherever I had, they had an opening, their customer service had an opening, you know, I was a receptionist, yeah. whatever it was. And then, you know, as time goes on, people move on for whatever reason. And, and then, you know, doors are opening up in that way, but it is, there's no easy right. path. <laughs> I will tell you no, no cookie cutter path no. at all. So yeah. No. Um, you mentioned being, uh, you know, kind of when like you get that peek behind the curtain and you start working in book publishing and, and I remember going through the same thing of just like, whoa, like this isn't, this isn't at all what I thought it was. And there are parts of it that are still super cool and parts yeah. of it that was kind of like the magic is gone. Yeah. Um, so can you share some things that have surprised you or disappointed you about the industry? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I, um, I think that one of the most immediate things that I, I kind of think of is like, oh, that's, I thought that was a whole lot cooler was um, the way that books are, I would say, um, are titled, you know, every, every company (laughs) does it slightly differently. This is going to sound crazy, but like, I think you, I think what I assumed before I started was like, you know, the author comes together with their editor and if they have an agent and, you know, there's this, there's this room where maybe, you know, they're on the phone or something like that. And it's like this big meeting where you're like, okay, uh, here's the title that you gave us. Do you have any ideas of what we would like to do? And then the author just pitches all their ideas. And then, and then, you know, the people in house are just kind of like, okay, let's do that one. You know, (laughs) no, it's, it's, it's a process that is more, a lot more, um, deliberate than that. And a lot of it is very much like driven, um, in-house driven. And so, um, definitely taking those author's ideas. And I, and I mean, the other thing is, is like, I'm sorry if you're an author, but a lot of times, um, they don't come up with, they do amazing work. You're writing 50,000 words, right. For this one book. 
and it is hard to distill 50,000 words into a title and sometimes they don't do a great job of that right. so you know that's why we have professionals who do this and so um that was one thing I think another thing that's kind of I guess on the more serious note is um is just how difficult it is to publish even just books that are good ideas yeah. and that have great writing mm-hmm. um I think that um I like a lot of people before you start you just think oh my gosh I, I mean you read books and you're not like oh my gosh every book is incredible that I've ever read but you're like wow these are some like really great books I wonder how this is happening like um you know the whole team must have just been like on board like that and um and then people just catch on to it and all because it was just an amazing idea mm-hmm. and and that's just not the case you know right. like that's I would I I wish it were I wish it were like 90% just either an amazing book um and amazing writing um and 10% everything else but that is not the breakdown I don't know exactly what the breakdown is but it's it leans a lot more all the other stuff, quote unquote. So, you know, platform mm-hmm. and connections and, um, yeah. and things like that, than it does just even an idea. And I think that's like, it's something that I definitely think is, it's a disappointment um, for anybody who just loves words. And I think that a lot of, all of us get into publishing because that's what we do. We love ideas. We love concepts. We like words um, because I wish it could just be purely that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was another thing that as I, um, as I start, I started kind of learning more about publishing, it's like, oh, right. This is just one, one piece of it. Um, right. and as much as we'd like it to be the most important piece and it is to some degree, um, you know, there are other factors that are equally yeah. as important that are in some ways harder to achieve than just writing a book. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, you can, you can like help someone with their words. Mm -hmm. You can help someone with their idea. You can't really help someone with their platform. Like that can't be created or fabricated. Mm -hmm. You can't outsource it necessarily. Um, And I'm right there with you. That is the hardest part, especially lately, the past few years Mm -hmm. is the growing importance for platform and good writers with good things to say, Mm -hmm. not finding space at the table. That's just, that's hard. Yeah. And it's, I think it's one of those things where it's honestly even gotten, you would think that like, I've been, like I said, in the industry for um, about five years now. And you think I, you would think that I'd be at the point where I'm like, oh yeah, like that's just, you know, that is, it is what it is. Or, um, but I'm still, I find myself just like, I think all of us, we still are drawn to those books where you're just like, can we make this work? Like, Mm -hmm. um, why? And, and it's a bummer because there was a point in time for, for a lot of publishing, especially like traditional publishing as we see it today, where, um, we were a lot less dependent on that, you know, where it was like, you could walk into a bookstore and, and find a book by someone you've never heard of and, and want to pick it up because, you know, and they had tons and tons of options as Mm -hmm. books. And, um, you know, we talk about retail space going away and there are fewer shelves that, um, for certain kinds of books and everything like that. And so, um, I think that's one of the hard things, like as a reader, I'm like, I, I want, I want the, just the good books, the interesting books. 
And then um, working in publishing, I'm like, I want those, but I also know how hard it is to have a book like that come out and it not, it just, it, it doesn't hit because yeah. of that lack of a platform or, um, you know, it's like all of the pieces were there, but we just couldn't bake it, you know, right. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of like that. Um, like we had all the ingredients, but the one that is the hardest, the yeah. mode of getting it out there is just the one that like really kind of we can get hung up on even as publishers still. Yeah. So, yeah. So the authors that you're working on, the books that you've been able to get through mm-hmm. the process and get the yes on and, and contract, what are your, like, what, what are your hopes and dreams for your authors beyond just the whole, I hope we can hit the bestseller list. I hope, you know, we can yeah. become a household name. What do you want for your authors? And also what do you want for yourself for your own career? Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good question. Um, I think that at the end of the day, when I look at kind of the kinds of books that I'm drawn to, and oftentimes for me, those books are, um, can you help me books, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, they're books that kind of are answering a question. It's like, well, I'm going through this, or I, I have been in this situation for the longest time. Can you help me with this in some way? Um, and, and, and being drawn to books that are kind of felt need driven is what is, you know, is one way that we look at that just in publishing speak. Um, what I really want for my authors is for them to, and, and this, I feel like this sounds very corny and <laughs> it's like so idealistic, but like, I want the, like the God-given voice and talent of my authors to find an audience and a readership where that audience and readership is 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 un, is is able to recognize just that God cares about them and mm-hmm. it, for whatever it is that they are picking whatever reason that they're picking this book up and that um, yeah just that like that God cares um, and that there is you know some sort of if it's not a full and complete answer like there's some sort of relief in here of knowing that this is something that someone else has been working on, has been working through. And even if you don't have those answers for yourself in this moment, like here is hopefully something that can get you closer on that path. So Hmm. I don't know, I have, I have a very, like at the, like deep down in my heart of hearts, the reason why I, I wanted to get into psychology or social work or all these other things I did before I ended up being a book editor Um, I really wanted to help people. And I think that something amazing about books is that, you know, no book is ever going to be complete or have all the answers to anything. Um, The Bible gets the closest, but, Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise there's always going to be some part missing. But um, the written word is just an amazing way to help people. Um, you know, whether that is in fiction and, you know, there's something very helpful about being able to read fiction, whether mm-hmm. that is to get away from, um, you know, take a, a mental break for a little bit or to learn about, you know, a different time period, a different place um, in the same way that nonfiction can help you. Um, you know, I, I, my dream is that authors would feel like they are able to use their talents um, to help people and to Hmm. really bring the things that God has given them, the things that they've learned to a wider audience. 
um, in that way. So that's kind of my, like I said, my idealistic, like, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, obviously want to sell books, but um, I want to sell them because don't we all? Yeah, right. I know. Like, oh, I want my books to sell well, but not just because that means you know our company can keep going because we need to do that, mm-hmm. but also because it means that they're these books are getting into the hands of people. Yeah, and the message is catching on in a way that means that it is helping people. It yes, is, it is filling a need somewhere um, in their hearts and minds and souls, and um, so yeah. And then I think that. Um, to your question about me personally, um, that definitely, you know, that, that feeds into it, um, as that being my philosophy, my just kind of life philosophy when it comes to why I'm in publishing, but, um, yeah, what would I like to see for myself? I would, I would love to, um, be a part of, um, some like systemic changes in Christian publishing, you know, mm-hmm. um, I am, my parents were immigrants from West Africa. I, um, I grew up in a very Christian home and, and, um, where, you know, reading was, it was just something that we did. I was always a really ferocious reader, honestly, growing up and, um, and coming into an industry where so many, um, there's such a lack of people who look like me or come from a background like mine um, who are getting the deals and being able to get their work out there. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, I, it's a personal thing for me to make, yeah. to be a part of, of changing that in a way that, um, that can make Christian publishing in particular more diverse and, and, um, realizing that that diversity is it's been it's been missing so it's not like it's it's not this addition um but it's something that has been that has been missing and it's bad it's a bad thing that it's been missing but we have an opportunity to change that now Mm -hmm. um so I think that one of my goals is just to really be a part of that in whatever way I can and right now you know the way that I can do that is by being an acquisitions editor and and you know and being able to not just respond to proposals and things that I'm already getting, but also being able to look out um, and see authors of color and and um, hopefully put whatever um, help them in whatever way I can. And that that you know it doesn't always end in a book deal from from me in particular, but um, but just wanting to be a part of a um, of being you know what like we're we're doing this. This is something that we are. We're not just talking about becoming more diverse. We're not just talking about the fact that like, you know, like this is totally one of our, our goals and missions for the next year, but actually um, putting the groundwork in and putting yeah. the work in, I should say, um, and making that happen. And so I, I, I don't know what that looks like yet, but I just know that within myself, I'm like, I want to be a part of making that um making that happen and making it happen quickly, <laughs> more quickly, I should say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's, it's definitely needed. It's needed across the board. It's mm-hmm. absolutely needed in Christian publishing and just the, I mean, the ignorance that exists. I mean, I think about myself when I first started out a number of years ago and, um, Pat Simmons, she's a black author and she 
pitched, she like sat at my table and was just like, if you know, Pat, she's just like very mm-hmm. aggressive about her like sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. And I remember saying, well, I don't know how, like, I, I was like, well, I don't know how to sell black books because in my head, it was something that was completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And I will never forget. She was like, Amanda, white people read my books. Like, <laughs> It was just like, right. and it was like, oh, oh <laughs> and yeah. it, it changed everything. Absolutely. And I ended up working with her for a while mm-hmm. and we did a couple deals mm-hmm. and now she's, I think she's publishing with source books in the general mm-hmm. market, but just that, that, that one person who says that something that yeah. clicks and then it's like, so, someone like me is like, oh, yeah. okay. Well that yeah. changes everything. Absolutely. I mean, that is, that's so funny that you would say that because I think that, you know, some, like, I would never want someone to get the idea of like, oh, I'm like, I'm mad about this. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Like I would, one, I wasn't here when it, you know, when, when those kinds of conversations are happening. So like, what do I have to be mad about? But um, it's one of those things where it's like, no, it's, this is not a, um, you know, this is not a shame on you sit and time out kind of thing. It's like, we, to quote Michelle Obama, when we know better, we do better. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like, when you don't know, like you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. And for the longest time, like Christian publishing was this very insular thing. Yeah. And it was, you know, you're, you're, you're publishing to um, a um, kind of middle-class evangelical like readership. And one of the, I think, great things which has come along with um, just kind of being in this internet age, if you will, is the fact that um, people are more open to hearing from, um, to realizing this, like, whoa, like, you know, here's another perspective. Here's actually someone who believes very similarly to me, but their perspective is just slightly different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I never would have seen that, or I never would have known that um, if, you know, if I were just still in my bubble yeah. of, or whatever that looks like. And, and I think that some people can think that like, oh, as, as publishers, we, we set the trends, but in reality, it's like, no, we are also <laughs> responding to the trends. And yes. so <laughs> it's not, it wasn't this, it's never been this conspiracy to keep, you know, like women yeah. or people of color out of that, um, out of the circle, at least maybe there has been for some people, but um, what it really is, is just that, that lack of, um, knowledge and understanding about yeah. this particular um, it's like oh no we can we can publish you know a black yeah. stay-at-home mom in the same way that we can publish a white stay-at-home mom yes. like we can publish you know a Hispanic pastor of you know a, a mid-sized church the same way that we can pa- we can publish a white pastor of a mid-sized mm-hmm. church you know like it's like none of this yeah includes, like it's, we can do it, you know, and it's, it, there are things to learn. Obviously it's not just this, like, we're going to apply the exact same, um, methodology to every single one of our books and regardless of who wrote it and what their audience, like what their main audience is. It's like, we we're learning just yeah. like any industry right now. There's not an industry that, um, has stayed fixed for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. um, in that same way um, publishing hasn't stayed fixed. And so knowing that it's not about, you know, where we've knowing where we have been wrong or just misfired or just kind of ignored in the past Mm -hmm. is good because then we can take that knowledge into the future. And I think that is what 
um, so many publishers are trying to do now yeah. in a way that I think is, um, it's beautiful, but it's also like, um, you know, it's, it's well, it's, it's time to do yeah. that. So I'm excited that. about just being a part of that. Yeah. So what advice do you have for authors who are hoping for that book deal? Mm-hmm. Um, I have two pieces of advice. Um, one is your book is your idea, whatever that is. Um, you, you think you, as good as it is right now, um, if you're going to publish traditionally, there's going to be an editor who's kind of come in and say like, oh, okay, well, here's something like you did great, but here's some things that I would like you to work on. And so, um, so one of my pieces of advice is to always be working on the craft of writing. Um, and, you know, it looks different for different people, um, depending, especially like depends on what you're writing, if you're writing self-help or if you're writing, you know, some sort of inspirational story or whatever it is like that craft process looks different. It could mean um, continue to think critically and hone in those ideas that you already have down. Or it could mean, you know, if you're writing fiction, um, continue to work on making sure that the voices of your characters um, are really coming through and that it's something that it, it stands apart from just, you know, what everybody else or how everybody else is writing. Um, so do that because uh, you're, there's no way that you're going to get to an editor and they're going to be like, great, we're going to publish it as is, you know, like there's always going to be some development going on. So, um, you know, the more that you can work on whatever the topic is that you're working on and making sure that it is as strong um, and as airtight as it can be, continue to do that even while you are, um, you know, trying to be published. And then the other thing I would say is, um, you know, the topic of platform is one that I think even I find really disheartening. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that, like I said, if I could change one thing in the world about publishing, it would be how important a uh, platform is. And so um, I think that when it comes to giving advice based off of that, because I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it, um, it's that it's more, it's more important to have an engaged audience than it is to have just a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, it's, it's much better for you to spend time trying to figure out who, who, is, who is like me, who, who is talking about the same, similar things, and not even just like who's like me, but also um, who, who else is struggling with this? Who else is working through this? Who else is processing whatever this is? And being able to just make friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> make friends, make connections, not because of what you can get out of that, but because of how it, you know, what you can give to each other, mm-hmm. um, what you, how you can support each other, how you can help each other grow, um, whether that is in some sort of a writer's group or, like I said, making connections within some sort of a community of, of, of people, whether that's moms, whether that's pastors, whether that's singles, whatever that looks like, making those connections, because not only are those the people who you'll want in your corner when it comes to building platform, but they're also, and they're going to be the ones to help you when it comes to honing in your message and making sure that you're getting even more perspectives or more um, mm-hmm. being able to fine tune that message. But also when it comes to supporting you as a human being, as a person, you need that. 
you yeah. need those you need those people to support you because this can be so writing can be such an isolating thing um and and you know it's why do something in isolation when you can do it together in community so, yeah I love that. Um, yeah, this was a, my two things. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that's so true. I think the network, the community can not make, in a sense, sometimes it does make up for mm-hmm. a lack of a platform. If mm-hmm. you can show, I know all these people and and this is yeah. how I am going to push out my message. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we, we sometimes shy away from people who have that borrowed platform, yeah, but yeah. there is still something to be said for someone who is just connected mm-hmm. with others. And I've found that they are that much more likely to get Absolutely. the book deal. Absolutely. Yeah. It helps to know someone who can even vouch for you if you don't necessarily have that yourself. It just, it helps, you know, any, mm-hmm. any bit helps. <laughs> it helps me explain to my pub team why we should do this. And so I'm like, Hey, I like more information. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts for our listeners? Yeah. I mean, um, one of the questions that I get a lot as the pandemic has come and is still here and is is happening is, you know, are people still reading books? Mm-hmm. Um, they are. <laughs> we have proof that they are reading books. Um, and so this idea that, you know, your, your message doesn't matter, what, you're, what you have to say doesn't matter, um, it does. And, um, and regardless of if that means getting a book deal or just finally sharing whatever it is, your story, your heart with, um, your group of friends, or if it's blogging, you know, we still blog, if it's Instagram blogging, which is the whole thing itself, whether it's, you know, whatever that looks like for you, like your message does matter. And people are still hungry to know more um, than what they can just find on their own. And so, um, so yeah, if you, if you're thinking like, does this even matter? Will anybody care? Yeah, someone's Mm -hmm. gonna care. Yeah. <laughs> please keep keep doing what you're doing you know um yeah love it thank you so much for being on the show I think what you said is gonna I'm hoping it's gonna in- inspire a lot of people um and yeah give so. them that oomph to keep going keep writing yeah. work on your craft network with people mm-hmm. and when in doubt just google it yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh man, God and Google, all the answers right there, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Gatecrashers podcast. This has been one of our summer interviews. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review. Hit me up on Facebook on my agent page and be back in a few weeks for a brand new episode. Mm